The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. If the clerk will please call the roll. Councilmember Scott Benson. Councilmember Fred Durhall III. Present. Councilmember Letitia Johnson. Present. Councilmember Gabriela Santiago Romero. Councilmember Mary Waters. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Calloway. Councilmember Coleman Young II. Here. Council President Pro Tem James Tate. Here. Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. Madam President, you have a quorum. Thank you. Uh, there being a quorum present, we are now in session and we did receive indication from all of the members that are not present today that they will not be present today. Uh, we're going to go straight to our invocation. We have joining us none other than Reverend Joanne Watson from Westside Unity Church. Such an honor to have you with us. I think she is joining us virtually this morning. Madam President, she is online. She needs to accept the promotion, I believe. Oh, it looks like she has. Good morning, Madam President. Good morning, the Honorable Mother Reverend Dr. Joanne Watson. Thank you, God bless you. In the words of Psalm 118, we give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Lord, we ask that you bless the Detroit City Council in its deliberations today. Bless Madam President Mary Sheffield and bless every member of this legislative body and their governance. Bless the city of Detroit and all of its citizens. Bless the state, bless this nation and bless our global family. We ask that you bring a special grace and mercy to all who are vulnerable. We pray for prosperity as we honor your words that you have come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We are able to stand together during this time, this Holy Lenten season, to understand that we are one. We don't see ourselves as individuals, we see ourselves as connected and as one during this Holy Lenten season. We ask that you lift up the saintly legacy of one we loved well, Father Norman Thomas, who has joined the ancestors, a great faith leader in our community. And for years, he was the chair of the Detroit Human Rights Commission, having been appointed by the Honorable Coleman Alexander Young and the Honorable Irm L. Henderson. We thank God for his life and his work in Detroit. We give thanks for all that has been done, all that will be done. And we ask you to bless the city council on this day. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Watson. You're we welcome. so, so thank appreciate you, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, we just hosted our uh, reparations announcement at your church, Westside Unity Church uh, on Joy Road. So we thank you for opening your doors to us in your involvement. Uh, with the Reparations Task Force. We know that you have been working in that area for quite some time. So we appreciate you. We love you. And thank you so much for blessing us on this beautiful morning. God bless you. I appreciate your kind words 
And I want you to have great success today. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So we are going to move on with the special recognition. You all look beautiful today in your blue. Uh, we are in the presence of none other than the Detroit Youth Choir. And today we are here to honor you all, to recognize the work that you all have done and continue to do, uh, and just to uplift you all in the work that you guys are doing. And so I know we have a special presentation, uh, but before you all proceed, I just want to read briefly for the past 26 years, the Detroit Youth Choir has provided world-class training and performance opportunities for the youth of Detroit and surrounding communities, changing thousands of young people's lives during that time. The Detroit Youth Choir vision is to offer the youth of Metro Detroit a world-class performing arts experience that develops their creative skills and talents. The choir members became a international sensation in 2019 during their epic run on America's Got Talent, where they finished as runner-up to season 14 winner Cody Lee. Since that time, the Detroit Youth Choir has been super busy. They have performed around the country and has performed twice for Vice President Kamala Harris during trips to Detroit. Coming up, uh, they have a six-episode Disney docuseries titled Choir, which will also follow the artistic director, director Anthony White, and his singers as they get ready to perform at Manhattan's Carnegie Hall. Yes. And so I have watched you guys over the years. I remember, I think, probably 2014, it was a small group of you all that performed at one of my gun violence awareness press conference. Pro Tim, you were there at the time. And just to see the growth is just tremendous. You all represent the best of the spirit of Detroit. I always, every time I see you all, I always say you guys are winners. Um, you guys are always number one in my book. Uh, and you all, seriously... You all represent the best of Detroit. I know that you all had to come to, to overcome uh, so much adversity, but you all still continue to move forward. And so, Director Wright, I'm going to turn it over to you all. I know you all have a special presentation, and then I want to pre uh, present to you all a surprise. Yes. Thunder, 
the Detroit Youth Choir. Yes, the best. The best, the absolute best. I truly believe you all that uh, the best is yet to come for you all. You guys are going to continue to move forward uh, and do tremendous things. And so on behalf of the city of Detroit, we wanted to pause to just let you know that we support you, your efforts. You guys embody what the spirit of Detroit is all about. And so on behalf of the city council, we would like to present each and every one of you all with a Spirit of Detroit Award. And we're going to start, of course, with none other than uh, the choir director, uh, Director Anthony White. Uh oh. Oh, there we go. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, sorry for the malfunction with the uh, the music, but it's all good. Uh, hey, right. our kids can do it a cappella. Uh, I just want to say thank you, Council President Sheffield and everyone on the council. I, I mean, we really appreciate you guys having us today. And uh, these kids are amazing. And we have a staff back here. Yes. Let's give it up for DYC staff. Yeah. Because, because I know without our staff, we couldn't really do what we do. Uh, so I just want to recognize them and also uh, these young people. I mean, they come from all different types of schools and um, just, you know, it's, it's amazing how they come together mm -hmm. and they're one, mm -hmm. you know, and we embody the city of Detroit as well. So I'm, I'm just I'm just uh, so appreciative of you guys. And thank you for having us down here. Yeah. All right. Right. Director White, we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. We know that. Yes. Yeah. 
well-deserved director, right? Um, and so I'll read off each of the uh, students' names, or sure. um, and then we will have Paris. You can just walk over to Paris Blessman, and she will hand you your award. Sydney Armwood. <laughs> Sincere Bell. Nakaya yeah. Black. Yeah. Mark Bonnie. Chauncey Bowers. Leandre Brown. Ava Campbell. Nayona Chambers. Uh, Cody Chandler. Jasmine Cribs. Shayna Duncan. Okay, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Olivia, Olivia Flood. Flood. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday! It's happy her birthday, birthday today. All right, uh, Jada Flores. Jada Forney. Carly Foster. Yeah. Brianna Hammond. Yeah. Trinity Hammond. Yeah. Michaela Hicks. Yeah. Brandon Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Maya Horn. Yeah. Azaria Huggins. Yeah. Dayton Jackson. Yeah. Gwendolyn Jackson. Yeah. All right. Jason Kobus. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tony Larkins. Yeah. Zion yeah. Methodori. Okay. <laughs> Uchechi Okike. Yeah, I think I said it right. <laughs> uh, Kaylee Pickett. Yeah. Emmanuel Pittman. Yeah, Pittman. Kaylee Richardson. Yeah. Kayla Roach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maya Rutz, yeah. Gabrielle Spivey, yeah. All right. Elena Stevenson, yeah. Chayelle White, yeah. <laughs> Daylon Whitfield, Eris yeah. Williams, yeah. and Javon Williams. Yeah. All right, you all. Yep. All right, again, thank you all so much for what you guys are doing. You guys are representing us very well. You guys uh, carry the spirit of Detroit around everywhere you all go. We love you. We appreciate you. We're watching you all. Uh, every time I hear you all sing, I literally get chills. So keep up the great work. Uh, and we're going to come down now, colleagues, and do a picture.
Yep, we can come down and do a picture. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, but we can try. Let's be standing up. See how it works. Yeah. That was it. Again, thank you all for coming down. We are going to proceed. Before I do so, I just wanted to mention um, for those who do want to support the Detroit Youth Choir, they will be hosting their first ever uh, Detroit concert at the Orchestra Hall on March the 19th. Again, that's March the 19th at the Orchestra Hall. You can go get tickets online at DetroitYouthChoir.org for those who would like to continue to support uh, the Detroit Youth Choir. And again, we thank you all for coming down and being here this morning.
All right, the journal of the, oh, before I move forward, Dr. Powers, you had an announcement you would like to make. Um, yes, if I may, Madam President, I would like to introduce Akila Redman. She is a parliamentarian and she's going to be my backup. So for uh, a few- Dr. Meetings, Powers, can you, we can't really hear you. Can you, can you talk a little louder? It, Sorry about that. Um, this is Akila Redman. She is my backup. She is a parliamentarian and she's going to be sitting next to me for um, a few meetings so that she can see how things go. But she is an expert in parliamentary procedure, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and I'm calling her my backup, not my replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Madam, Madam President. All right. Thank you, Dr. Powers. And welcome. Looking, looking forward to working with you. All right, we're going to now cut off our uh, general public comments um, at this time and proceed with our agenda. The journal of the session of Tuesday, February the 14th, 2023 will be approved. There being no reconsiderations or unfinished business, we will proceed to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. For the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. One report from the Office of the Chief Financial Officer. The one report will be referred to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee for the Internal Operations Standing Committee. Six reports from various city departments. The six reports will be referred to the Internal Operations Standing Committee for the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. Three reports from various city departments. The three reports will be referred to the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee for the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. 19 reports from various city departments. The 19 reports will be referred to the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. We will now move to the voting action matters under other matters. There are no items, Madam President. Under communications from the mayor and other governmental officials and agencies. There are no items, Madam President. All right, we will now call for our general public comment. And um, Ms. Blessman, how many hands do we have online? Minute and a half. All right, everyone will have a minute and a half for public comment. We will start with those who have joined us here today. Uh, Bob Carmack, followed by Cicely McCullen, followed by Sheila Baker. Good morning, Council. Good morning. Yeah, my name is Bob Carmack, and I'd like to talk about uh, DTE having to power out for so long a period. There's a lot of seniors and so forth. I hope some of you guys have gone senior constituents and so forth. Virgie Rollins, who's my friend, she's had her powers out for six days. She's a senior. She's in D.C. right now with the vice president when we have dinner tonight. Had dinner yesterday with the president. She don't need to have the power taken off. You got a problem, Kamala? No, no, I'm sorry, I can't. You can't hear me? Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. The situation is that, uh, you know, DTA needs to do better. The situation is you have people that are handicapped, people that can't breathe, kids that are on ventilators and so forth. People are paying $1,000 for generators, right? When, heck, they don't have the money to pay for that generators. DTE is giving a certificate for $35 as a credit. But people are putting out thousand dollars of generate generator fees for their children to stay alive. That's crazy. And also, I'd like to understand where the investigation is. Mayor Duggan, 
on the, on him bringing false charges on me. I know that you have it. He's committed crimes. He needs to be removed from office. Hey, I wouldn't come here every time, every Tuesday. These poor people back here, these uh, retirees, they need to be taken care of. If this guy could go borrow $8 billion, right? He should give them their money back and give them a retirement. That's what they work 30, 40 years for. They need to have a retirement where they can make more than 800 bucks a month. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Mr. Carmack. Cecily McClellan, I'm the vice president of Detroit Active and Retired Employee Association, Daria. I'd like to thank this body for giving us an opportunity to speak. Uh, the retirees over the past 10 years have been de devastated. Retirees between the ages of 60 and 65 don't have insurance. Uh, because of the bankruptcy, you lost 4% of your total retirement. Uh, the clawback is at 15%, and you also have no cost of living. And during this inflationary time, this has been extraordinary. Retirees have lost, all I mean, from 25 to almost 60% of their income. Uh, and it's really just complicated by the state tax. We asked for relief in the, tone, in the tune of uh, $1,400 uh, during COVID, retirees being uh, probably one of the highest risk group in terms of pre-existing conditions and also age, and that was rejected. Uh, we would like to see a return to the COLA, and we believe that this body has some creativity to look at COLA because, I mean, to have every year no increase in your pension check is just, I mean, uh, un unacceptable. Additionally, we would like to see uh, increased representation on the pension board. In 2018, we found that retirees made up 66 percent of the of the persons that had retired in terms of the active employees making up 34 percent. We need to increase that representation. Additionally... Thank you. I want to see an increase in the pension protection plan okay. for 2024. All right. Thank you. We, we so appreciate you coming down. And I know, um, Member Durhar, are you still planning on having discussions in your committee on the retiree um, status to date? And when is that date? Thank you, Madam President. And yes, uh, we have brought back that item. We're getting uh, a couple of opinions from the law department as well as the uh, Office of the Chief Financial Officer relative to things that we can do uh, for our retirees. I know there have been many things mentioned because they do different practices in different states, such as stipends or otherwise. Uh, we just want to make sure that we're in compliance uh, while we think about some of the things that we can do. Uh, but those discussions are still alive. They will come back. Uh, also, there was us getting an opinion on a waiver uh, relative to the FRC. Uh, and so those are things that we are looking at right now. So the discussion is very much still alive and, and we have heard you uh, as well as one of the presidents of the Retiree Association, Mr. William Davis. And so uh, we will continue those hearings as well as those discussions in the Budget Finance and Audit Subcommittee. Thank you, Madam. So those, those discussions are taking place. And I know you may be having trouble hearing us. Yes. Unfortunately, the sound system in the auditorium um, needs to continue to be updated. So this will be our last session in the auditorium until that is actually fixed. Um, because they still they have to get in here and fix that. So we'll talk as loud as we can and make sure that you can hear us. But unfortunately, they still have uh, work to be done yeah. in the auditorium. Uh, my name Thank is Sheila Baker. Off. I was taught by my father to speak up and I don't really need a mic, but I'm here on the uh, behalf of our retirees. And under the bankruptcy, we have had no increase in the last 10 years. 
and we need help. We really do. Even though the bankruptcy had nothing to do with COVID, COVID is separate from bankruptcy. We are thrown under the bus every single solitary day because you all put the uh, umbrella over us of bankruptcy. Please try to be creative with the retirees. We're asking for help. We really, really need help. You all are not giving us any cost of living. You're taking my uh, annuity money that does not belong to the city of Detroit. I've worked 30 years, hard years here for the city. And I retired and I get no recourse because we took a lot of concessions. I am asking for my 2% um, increase in my cost of living. I'm asking for you to just stop taking my annuity from me. My annuity of money on my pension check uh, stub is higher than what you asked for. We have paid you back over and over and over again. It's been 30 years that I work for this money and the city of Detroit is just wasting my money. They're just doing whatever they want with my, co- my uh, annuity money. And they're making me pay it back at 6.7% interest and it's not the city of Detroit's money to be taken. Please give me my annuity back, my cost of living, and we will at least uh, be made somewhat whole. The retirees are tired of being thrown under the bus because of the bankruptcy. It wasn't our fault. And the costs that you. you all used were false. And the city thank has admitted they made mistakes. You all need to correct your mistake. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Last name, Love Lady. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. I work for this. I'm a city of Detroit retiree, retired from the finance department. My husband and I both retired from the city. So it's a double whammy on us. We're asking that you guys be creative and try to give us some kind of relief. We have not had a raise in 10 years. Everything is going up. DTE, water, grocery, price to fill your car with gas, medical. I fell in the category where I was under 65 and I had to pay for my own health insurance, which is astronomical. We need some help. We need some relief. Just be creative. There is a way. We need help. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Um, every time I come down here to brag about what we're doing in Jefferson Chalmers, I'm always humbled by what I experienced. Both the young people who gave us an amazing performance and our senior citizens who gave so much to the city as workers. Do your homework. Betsy DeVos stole our schools. The state pension fund stole Detroit's and Gleewa stole our water system. I was on the way down here today and I was listening to DTE, WDET about the $1.5 billion project that's proposed. You know what else is going to cost $1.5 billion? Getting us out of the mess that we're in in Jefferson Chalmers. They're talking about 6,000 jobs. What about the 7,000 residents that live in Jefferson Chalmers that are subject to sewage being dumped on us as recently as last night by Gleewa? This has got to stop. I'm attending a conference tomorrow for the next two days, and my councilwoman is joining me at the Michigan Stormwater and Floodplain Association, and no one from the city administration is joining us. Yeah, we have flooding and stormwater problems in this city, throughout the city, and there are no professionals from this city coming to that conference. That said, last thing I want to say is that I'm getting a runaround. 
from both the city administration and GLIWA. I've asked for present, I've asked for the videos and minutes from five public presentations last fall, and I'm being asked to FOIA that information. Those meetings were recorded. Somebody took minutes. There were city administration staff at every one of those. They were all virtual. There's no reason I should have to FOIA that information. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jarkinson. Daryl Hunter. Yes. Hello. Um, my name is Daryl Hunter, and Cunningham brought me here. Um, I'm here to talk about the uh, transit, Detroit Transit. And um, with the Detroit Transit, um, it's it, we're very cold outside. I take the bus myself, and we're very cold. Um, I don't know what we could do. There's stuff out there, you know, to prevent us from the snow from coming down on this on people who catch the transit but i don't know like if there's anything that could be done to warm it up for people because there's snow splashing on people there's different kind of things happening there's old people who have to have walkers who are out there and everything and i know everyone each and every one of you care about the people of detroit you know so um and and also um that's it. That's it. That's all I have to say. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And we will uh, keep note of that, Mr. Hunter, um, as we move into our um, budget discussions as well with DDOT. I think he was talking about Mr. Cunningham. Yep, but I understand. Yep. <laughs> um, so I always tell people, don't talk to me. I give them your emails, your phone numbers, talk to the power directly. And um, they didn't even know they could, but I'm glad that they do talk to power. Mr. Ray called me this morning, and I thank you, Miss Madam President Sheffield, for those hand warmers. Mm -hmm. I do greatly appreciate them. The people are going to appreciate them as well. It hasn't been that cold, so that's a blessing um, this year that it's been mild, um, relatively. 313-444-9114. Um, 313-444-9114. On Facebook, for Subservience Cunningham. On Facebook, for Subservience Cunningham. A lot of people have been texting me and calling me, stating they have rode the bus, uh, they have ridden the bus, and these seem like people who wouldn't normally take the bus. I'm asking you at home to take the bus and talk to the people around you, ask them their horror stories, or, or, or even compliments. Don't be sedity when you're on the bus. Uh, go ahead and talk to the people around you. Uh, it's hard to get politicians to board, and but I can ask you at home and what you have been doing to do so, get a feel. And again, I thank you. Um, I thank you for the uh, meeting that you had, Councilwoman Johnson. Um, I appreciate it. And you're always nice to me. I appreciate that. Thank you, Member Durhall, Member Johnson, Member Young, Council President Sheffield, and Vice President Pro Tim Tate. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Olivia Williams. Back again, City of Detroit retiree. Want everybody to see this sign here showing that you all approved for a $6.6 million building for dogs. For dogs. When the mayor asked for $5 million, then they bumped it up to $6.6 million. The last time I was here, I was asking for $140. Mm -hmm. 
That's it. $140. Because I, I knew he wasn't going to give me all of the money that was stolen from me from the pension. You know, I came in through Coleman Young's administration. During that time, it wasn't that many Blacks working for the city. He paved the way for us to come into the city and get jobs. And now you all are sitting up here. You will not even help us. We paved the way for y'all to be up here. We gave up concessions. We gave up so many concessions to make this city great. This city ain't went nowhere. This city has always been here. So don't let nobody tell you. The city is coming back. Where did it go? We've been here all along. It was us that made the city what it is today. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Holloway. Good morning. Everybody is frustrated. You know, uh, we come down here every week with the same problems that we have, and no one is answering our problems. We voted you guys in. Y'all came to us when y'all needed our votes. And now we come to y'all to get help that y'all say y'all was going to do for it. Like she said, you give animals uh, more money than you, you care about the people over there we live at. Y'all gave us a lousy $15,000, uh, Doug and did, when they put that plant over there, which is sad. And everybody talking about that should have been enough. No, y'all should stay over there and smell them fumes like we smell them. We tired of the BS that we keep hearing. No one is answering uh, 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 my questions when I come down here. Everybody say, thank you, Mr. Holloway, next, and all this. I shouldn't have to come down here and pay my money when I'm paying taxes in this city and paying, paying you guys' salary, and, uh, uh, and we voted y'all in. Y'all should be helping. I talked to my uh, city council. Y'all should be working with her. That should be one of the number one things in the city of Detroit, these fumes and the people over there. If you care about the people, like y'all say y'all do, uh, y'all would be working with us over there. You know, it's not a joke. It's serious. People are getting sick over there. And, I, and, and I'm tired of coming down here with the same thing when I'm not getting no response. You know, that little money they gave us, what happened to the opera fund that they can allocate over there? While they're giving money to all these outsourced contractors that come here, we should be getting something over there where we live at. Thank you, Mr. Hallowell. Did you talk to Mr. Johnson any response? Mr. Hallowell, before you uh, return to your seat. Thank you, Madam President. So Mr. Holloway and I um, are very close with one another. We communicate often. Um, I know that there are some canister monitors that are being put in the area um, now. I believe they should be there by now, Mr. Holloway. Um, and we continue to ask, we continue to push and provide the necessary support for the residents in the community and we'll continue to ask. So I appreciate you coming down um, and appreciate the support from my colleagues to make sure that we get some, some results for you. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Hallowell, Mr. Hallowell. All right, thank you. Uh, and we will continue to work with uh, Member Johnson um, to hold them accountable. Uh, and still have them come before this body to report out as well. Uh, Mr. Law. You've uh, 
need to set set up the uh, microphone so you can speak a little easier than this. Uh, last week you had Maroon down here and uh, grilled him. You need to do the same thing for Illich. Period. He's cheated the city significantly. I'd like to know if you're going to pass, be involved in accommodating these 50,000 tickets that are supposed to be available for children of low-income families to go to the baseball game. Uh, you know all about this program, but somehow it's never been done. Have you ever seen a ticket? Uh, oh, we're too busy. We don't care about 50,000 children of low-income families. You understand what that is? Do you get that? It's it's kind of a big number, but it's 50,000. 2014, I sent a letter and they said, well, we don't know anything about it at the DDA. The DDA doesn't even post their meeting notices in the building. This is a joke. And who's working on 50,000 tickets for kids? Can you lift a finger, one little finger? Do something instead of sit here like you're gassed. It's an insult to the kids it's an insult to the city. Do something for the neighborhoods, not for Illich, not for Illich. Do it. Uh, also, why don't you get names so you can read whose name it is here, because this brown on black, you can't even read the name. That's how you can read my name. All right. Thank you, Mr. Law. Good morning. I am Sabrina. My name is Sabrina Cesar. I am a mother of three, a 23-year-old daughter who graduated from Cass Tech and honors in Bowling Green State University, a son, 18, that graduated from DSA, and a 12-year-old that goes to University Prep Science and Math. Why do I say that? I am the founder, co-founder of the Detroit Equestrian Play Therapy. We partner with the Al-Kebalan Village on the east side. Anyway, over the last year, we've launched a summer program that got the attention of the free press, as well as um, service 100 children, teaching them about equestrian. We will be having our at first annual Banquets Award on March 24th, 2023, from 6 to 9 at the Alcabalon Village, located at 7701 Harper, Detroit, Michigan, again on the east side. I'm requesting that, I'm hoping that, we come together and we support. This is a free event. This is being funded by my business partner and I solely out of our own pockets. So we have a lot of work to do. So, you know, honestly, guys, it's not about me. It's about we. And I think it's important to give children alternative incentives to get them busy. We also have them come out to the farm as part of the summer program. So again, if you're not able to come in person, I am pleading and begging that you send someone from your office. This is going to be a wonderful event. The importance of it is that we have um, horsemen that have been in the field for 50, 60 years. We're calling them the unsung heroes because why they have been unrecognized and unrepresented. And I think if we don't do it for ourselves, nobody will. So we will have about 10 guests that we will be honoring. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we do have your flyer here and I make sure all the council members have a copy of it as well for your event. Thank you so much. All right, Cindy Dara. Cindy Dara, can you hear me? Um, I, my father, he was an attorney and they called him Honest John because that, that wasn't always so prevalent in a lot of attorneys. But uh, he always said, don't sign a contract he, uh, unless you can trust the person because contracts are very hard to enforce. And he also said, don't sign a contract 
without reading it. And the thing, I'd like you to reconsider your vote that you took on the Riverside Park people because uh, I wanted to see the contract that your corporation counsel, and I told him they need to hire a lawyer outside, an independent lawyer to represent you. But you probably haven't even seen the original contract they were talking about because most of you weren't here, I don't think, when it was signed. And you need to look this stuff up and you've got to have a way to keep track of your records so you can go back to them. I'd like to see that contract that you signed for the 10,000 children's tickets. But if you can't trust somebody, don't sign a contract. And I just want to ask people, please, uh, what do we want and when do we want it? It's budget time. We've got to figure out what we want, not what these contractors who might make money destroying our property in the recreation department the way they use their rehab money. It's worse than what it was when they originally built it. So you got to be careful and look at the data. Get the data. Thank you. You can't just go on generalities. You've got to figure out how to monitor everything and Thank get you, the data. Sir. And let's have some environmental things Ms. in Dara. our package. This is a Ms. Dara. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Dara. Ms. Dara, can we please allow everyone the opportunity to speak, Ms. Dara? Thank you, Ms. Dara. Uh, Benny Golston. Good morning. Good morning. After 32 years of service, I retired from the city of Detroit in 2009, only to have Governor Snyder force an emergency manager on the, city, on the citizens of the city of Detroit and declare a bankruptcy. Our pensions were cut, annuities were seized, and the city was given a 10-year break from contributing to the pension fund. All the while, the retirees have had their pension checks uh, so-called clawback, where funds are taken out of our check and given directly to the general retirement system. We have ha been funding the retiree system for the last 10 years, and now that it's nearly time for the city of Detroit to make their contribution uh, in 2024, we are asking to make sure, to assure that the city of Detroit makes its due contribution to the pension fund and restore pensions for the citizens, uh, for the retirees of the city of Detroit. Thank you. Thank you. Evelyn Smith. Good morning. I'm Evelyn Smith, and I'm here uh, representing the uh, pensioners of Detroit. I would like to uh, talk about the pension board. Excuse me. If you could try to speak up a little oh. louder, we do have. Um, Hello. Can you hear? Uh, don't. All right. Excuse me. I don't need okay. people to call out in the can back. Can you hear please. me? We, we, yes, we're going to have her speak as loud can as she can. Now? Unfortunately, this is why we don't conduct uh, business in here until we need to get everything. Finished. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. If you could just speak as loud as you can, we appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about the pension board. I think the uh, retirees of the city of Detroit is unrepresented there. We only have one mm -hmm. and we have 
we would like to ask for more representation. We're the only ones contributing to the pension board, not the regular city of Detroit employees. So we would like to ask you to uh, talk to the uh, authorities to have us uh, represented more there. Um, is there any questions you want to ask me or? No, this is your time to, to make public comment. We do hear okay. you. Um, well, that's and, what I'm here to talk about. More representation. Right. So we have, the, we, are, are you done? I want to, we lost a quorum. Member Young, did he step out? Okay. So we actually need to pause. Oh, okay. So we're not allowed to respond um, until Council Member Young returns. Is that correct, Dr. Powers? Okay. Yes, so, ma'am. Public comment is not intended to be a back and forth um, debate between individuals. Well, that's what I'm here for, to ask you to uh, recommend more uh, representation. representation on the pension board. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey, Irvin, go ahead. You had out the papers for about a minute and a half. I've got something to tell you. <clears throat> Oh, now, okay, the public trust has been broken. The public trust that you, James, and you, Mary Sheffield, and James Tate have been entrusted to be good stewards with has been violated, totally egregiously violated. Now, that bank account where the bond proceeds, the illegal bond proceeds went to, who controls that bank account? And the statements of record on that bank account should be available to the public. It should be published to the public and everybody should know about the withdrawals, the disbursements out that account, cashier's checks, wire transfers, and there should absolutely, absolutely be no cash withdrawals whatsoever. Now we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. That was my early calculation. Now my estimate goes to exceed a billion dollars of illegally issued Municipal bonds that the public was never notified of. They know nothing about them for a reason. It was a contrived effort. And James Tate, you and Mary Sheffield both signed off on the bonds. Scott Benson ain't here, but I want to throw it all in your face right now. Y'all need to resign. Not now, yesterday. Y'all need to be removed from office for placing the burden of hundreds of millions of dollars on the backs and the necks of the poor black citizens here in the city of Detroit. I don't include myself in that, but I'm speaking up for them, and y'all need to get out of here. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Charles Niles. Uh, before you start my thing there, I just had a question, because I came with a friend of mine. We, we've been on there since nine. Uh, on the Zoom? On Zoom. And we're trying to, we was coming, we came here. He he didn't, he wanted to, he needed, he wanted to come to speak, but he was trying to log in and then my phone went dead. So they allowed me, but not him, but he's here with me. And he really, I just want to get an update okay, on my. Let's start with your public comment. And then let me just chat with Paris. His hand was raised virtually is what you're saying? Well, I was trying, I was logged in for him. Like I was trying to show him how to log in on his phone, but he's here. Okay, and proceed. It's proceed. about blight. It's about proceed, blight. Tickets. Sir. Go right ahead and we will let him speak. Go right ahead. Can you right now we're on Charles Miles. Oh, okay. You? Okay. So you can go well, ahead. I'm just coming. I'm just came down here to get an update on what I talked about last week about my property taxes. 
Uh, I, I left the receipts and everything here yes, uh, last week. And I, I talked to a few people, but I don't know if they're working on it or what. So I just came to get an update, but mainly I came with him today. All right, thank you. Do you, okay. what, what, Mr. You're, okay, one second, Mr. Miles. Um, Member Durha. Thank you, Madam President. Good morning, Mr. Miles. So we had took the information that you uh, had forwarded to the Board of Review and Mr. Donwell, who has been going through each one of your receipts uh, each year for your tax bill versus the payment starting uh, from the time of purchase. Okay. And so he should have an update for us by Wednesday, tomorrow. So uh, Mr. Donwell. Yeah. Oh, line. I talked to him too, right? Yeah. And so Yolanda, he is somebody that I, I can't sorry, go back sorry. and forth. Oh, I'm trying okay, to give you an answer. Okay, sir. And so, and Yolanda from my office will contact you as well once we receive that information from Mr. Donald. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Mr. Miles. Miles. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Member Durha. Come on up. Yes, my name is um, Michael Evans, and I've been in Detroit 60 plus years, and I've been owning property in the city for like 40 of the years. And also, I lease property in the city of Detroit downtown. And I've been getting blight tickets from people I got net net leases with, net 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 leases. And they've been mailing me all these blight tickets where I can't even do development because every time I run downtown to do something, I got to clear up, like I got a micromanagement, somebody else's business inside of something I'm leasing for. You know, uh, you know I'm leasing out the property, but they, I can't micromanage their property. But it's slowing me up, so I hope the city council will go, whatever department is that's giving out the, you know, what they ain't doing right to correct their issues and send it to the people that's actually inside the buildings that's running the businesses. Because it's hard enough me trying to run my businesses, and then I got to micromanage someone else's businesses. And it's very hard. I can't even collect my rent, so let alone trying to tell someone how to micromanage. And I got thousands of dollars worth of black tickets that shouldn't even come to me. I think it should go to the, the people who are inside my buildings. Like I own property downtown. I don't want to say his name, but he don't get my black tickets. I get my own black tickets. They don't pay them. I pay them. But now I got a stack of black tickets that I don't understand why I even have them. If I got a net net lease with the tenants. Thanks for coming down. If you don't mind, um, Tyler from my team will get your information and we will work with you along with whatever district council member represents you as well to make sure we try to get some answers for you. OK. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. That will conclude all of our in-person public comments and we will now move to our virtual. Good morning, Madam President. You had 19 hands raised before you cut off public comment. The first caller is Bonnie Whitaker. Thank you and good morning, Council. I am Bonnie Whitaker. I'm a resident of District 3 and I've heard a lot of negative comments and I'd like to start out with a positive one. In the prayer, um, the uh, Reverend said that we are one city and I am on to support the uh, Detroit District um, proposal because what happens in that area could happen also in my area. So that is my comment for today. Thank you. All right. Thank you. The next caller is Betty A. Varner. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, honorable council members, uh, 
As was said, my name is Betty A. Barner, born and raised in the city of Detroit. Love my city and neighborhood. I'm also president of the Soda Ellsworth Black Association. But I'm here today to talk about seniors and disabled folk. I'm asking the council to please consider giving us some help to make our homes handicapped accessible so that we can stay in our homes. And including in that, I'm asking that you would consider monies to help us get walk-in showers. The majority of us are on uh, fixed incomes and we can't afford what they are charging for these walk-in showers. And for people who have been committed to the city, paid their taxes, working hard to help beautify and make the neighborhood better, we're just asking for help. I'm advocating for uh, seniors and disabled people. And also in regards to DTE, it was a real challenge for us in my neighborhood. I have members at 91 years old in their 80s. I'm in my 70s. And we, Wednesday, we had no problems. We threw all that ice and everything, no problems. Our power didn't go out until Thursday around 4.30. Great. Thank you so much. We are definitely taking note of the uh, request for more funding for uh, senior citizens as well. The next caller is Minister Eric Blunt. Can you hear me, Council? Yes, we can. Good morning. Yes, this is Minister Eric Blunt from Sacred Heart Catholic Church, where our priest and pastor was Father Norman Paul Thomas. Um, I'd like to help this city council quickly make decisions on another 10 line items related to police officer misconduct. And my, my suggestion and analysis is simply this. If the body-worn camera footage is not available for that police misconduct, you must assume that the citizen is right and the police officer and officers are wrong. Just basic, we've got to get the footage and make it available to the public. And that leads me to my second point. Um, I look forward to a resolution from this council in support of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And it must not just be pen on paper. We must put this in action, federally, state, and local. And so again, I uh, request that this city council create a task force to adjust the police officer's union contract to make sure it is in agreement with the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. I thank you for taking my comments. All right, thank you so much. The next caller is Karen Winston. Hello? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I want to speak on a couple of things. Um, I'm a retiree too. Um, I retired in 2009. 
just like one of the other speakers. And we need our money back. You know, we didn't do anything to cause. Actually, the city didn't pay their part. When when a fund is uh, when it, they say unfunded, they mean the city proper did not pay their portion. Our portion came out of our check. So, I mean, we, you need to take care of that. I know you guys uh, are, are you, you guys have a connection because you're all in the same pension fund. I understand that. But it's not you can't, uh, you know, piss on us and take yours. So you need to uh, straighten that out. All, all you retirees there, the state gave uh, $750 million to cities. Where is ours? Now, I'm sure we didn't get uh, passed by. $750 million. I'm sure the retirees have a piece of that. DTE sucks. You should have, they need uh, to pay special attention to seniors. They need to have an automatic transfer, uh, transfer switch. All of this critical infrastructure needs a redundant power. You can't just let senior citizens and people with critical health issues be in their homes with no power for five, six, seven days. $35, please. Please, come on now. So uh, automatic transfer switch or a separate power source. That gets rid of all your problems. Thanks. All right, thank you. The next caller is Ruth Johnson. Hello, may I be heard? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Ruth Johnson from Community Development Advocates of Detroit. Today, I would like to speak about the city's $230 million budget surplus for this current fiscal year. This is the people's money. I urge this council and the Duggan administration to appropriate money to meet the people of Detroit's housing needs. Now is the time to look at the closing budget resolution from last year, as well as what you've been hearing almost every time uh, there's any community meeting, what people need. You heard Ms. Varner talk about seniors and people with disabilities. I ask you to look at the urgency of now and the opportunity of now. There's things that can be done with both general fund as well as ARPA money to make sure there's effective community education and engagement so people know about the various housing programs and initiatives that are available. And we have a blight survey in the supplemental, but I would say let us survey our Detroit residents about their needs, not just around blight, but looking at what we can do together. The time is now to fund housing programs like the Detroit Right to Council Ordinance, which is actually a law. Thank you so much, Ms. Johnson. The next caller is Yvonne Jonesy. Good morning. I'd like to say ditto to everything that Ruth Johnson said. I'm here to address the budget surplus as well and the upcoming budget. I would first like to speak about the pension booster that we requested during the last budget cycle of $1,400 funds to come from the Arbor funds as a direct payment to the retirees to address the inflation, which we know these funds could, could have been used to support the retirees. 
we we definitely think that more pressure should have been put on the mayor by council and ordinance should have been passed to fund these funds. Also, the same thing for the right to council. We have all this money and we're begging the mayor to fund it. This is not fair to the public. We need to expand our public health programs. And like I say, low income housing is at a dire need for our people. We do not need to approve any more additional funding for policing. The policing budget needs to be reduced and these funds need to be used to address the needs of the people. We cannot continue to approve everything that this mayor asks us for when he is not addressing the needs of the people. We need you all to stand up for the people of Detroit. All right, thank you. The, uh, ne the next caller is Stephen Haring. Awesome. Can I be heard? Yes, good morning. Oh, good morning. So, you know, I usually talk about transit, but it's been two weeks since the MSU shooting that killed three beautiful young souls. And um, last week, Ann Arbor voted on a resolution for the Michigan legislator to enact gun reforms. I think the city of Detroit must come up with a similar resolution. The damage gun violence and lack of reforms have, I mean, what have they have not only done to our youth, but the city alone is just, I mean, beyond unspeakable. And this is just enough. This has to change. So please come up with a resolution. We have to act now. And I'm going to use the rest of my time to just say, we also need to increase the transit budget this year. I was at a budget workshop last week with um, Megan Owens and um, State Rep. Regina Wise. And when I was look, saw the numbers of how much the city spends on transit, I, I was just, you know, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. And when 20% of our city relies on public transit, a larger percentage than Chicago, we need to, in my opinion, at least triple that budget. All right. Thank you so much. And um, there is a resolution request on the agenda as a referral today as relates to uh, common sense gun law. So that has already been done and is being referred to committee. All right, our next caller, please. The next caller is Carol Hughes. Good morning, honorable body. <clears throat> May I be heard? Yes, good morning. Um, I did old Ruth Johnson and the caller after. Um, this is our $230 million. He has a $2 billion budget to, to uh, run through and uh, demolish claimingly. Part of what he is asking for in the supplementary is on misappropriations. He's asking for a program to replace commercial sidewalks, 10 miles of it. Um, you had Mosaic, who was not funded. These are our youth. We have many uses for $230 million that don't include demolition or the police. And we should fund what the people need. We need housing, low-income housing. 400 
over four hundred thousand dollars was given just to uh, Sheila Cockrell and the Owen School. I think that's I think that's a travesty. I, I'd like for you to vote fifteen point one down and also eight eight point two. Eight point two District Detroit is not a uh, uh, a way that we should be going right now. If you look at what's going on in the market for uh, office buildings, it is it is not a good idea to put our money in office buildings. And did you ask what the net cost of this project would be for the citizens in the city of Detroit? I think it was something like $900 million in net cost. This is a, a, a travesty, and, and you all should go to jail. Thank you. The next caller is Hammer. Good morning, City Council and all who are attending. Thank you for hosting Reverend and Reverend and former City Council member Joanne Watson this morning and the Detroit Youth Choir. It's great to bestow them with the Spirit of Detroit Award. It's also important to consider their futures and their fates. On April 22nd, people in, and in countries around the world are going to be marking a, a, and celebrating Earth Day. The picture looks dreadful. The planet continues to heat up because the cities and state and national governments are refusing to buck the oil, coal, and gas industries, including DTE. The carbon emissions continue to accumulate in our atmosphere trapping heat, reflecting it back on our planet. And as a result, our oceans are warming, the ice caps are melting, and the uh, we're confronting with extreme weather events everywhere that we look. As you embrace these wonderful youth, what concrete actions are you taking that you can look them in the eye and tell them what you're doing? Detroiters ask for sustainable development at the fairgrounds and the city administration and Duggan turned their backs on us. Now we're talking about District Detroit. What demands are you going to make for sustainability there on behalf of the wonderful youth of our city? Thank you. All right, thank you. The next caller is Keith Rogerson. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Keith Rogerson. I am the uh, president of the 25th Street Block Club in Hubbard Burchard. Um, I am here today um, because of concerns with illegal trucking, uh, illegal um, barbed wiring, and various other violations on the FCA land deal properties at 3600 and 3581 Toledo Streets. Um, uh, uh, close to the corner of Toledo and Grand next to the former Crown Enterprises headquarters. Uh, ever since the land was handed over to the Maroons in the FCA land deal, uh, they have aggressively cut down our street trees. They have done a number of illegal mulch piles. Um, they have deforested the area. Um, and there hasn't been follow-up from the city with regard to enforcing the law on these properties. Uh, we, the residents here in Hubbard Richard in Southwest Detroit, want to understand what representations were made by the administration to the Maroons during the context of the FCA land deal, 
what questions were asked by DEGC and by council members like Scott Benson when negotiating these properties into the FCA deal and what promises have been made to them with regard to the future disposition of or development of a new truck depot in our backyard in Cork Town in Southwest. Ms. Dara, please, please do not uh, interrupt the session, please. Our next caller, please. The next caller is phone number ending in 711. Good morning, Malik Shelton. Morning. I want to emphasize how critical and important these municipal bond issuances are. The city of Flint water genocidal crisis was kicked off by the unlawful issuance of a municipal bond in violation of the 10% debt limit. And it was the former Detroit CFO, David Masseron, who used to be a bond attorney for Miller Canfield, bond counsel up for Miller Canfield up in the Flint area back in 2014, who was directly involved in it. Also, the Detroit administration unlawfully and unethically used proceeds from a bond to give to a multi-billion dollar corporation, FCA Stellantis, to effectively make the residents of Detroit pay for their own poisoning over there on the east side for the promise of jobs that they didn't get. Finally, Councilman Durhall, you received my written request to speak before your committee on Wednesday on bond violations, I'd like to, for you to a uh, answer or tell me, as well as the residents, what is the status of my request to speak before your committee? What is the status of it? Is it on the schedule? Is it coming up? Is it tomorrow? Is it next Wednesday? What is the status of my request? Thank you. All right, thank you. Member Durha. Thank you. Thank you, Madam President. And as of right now, we have not seen, received a formal written request. If, uh, as I am aware of, uh, the letter that was provided uh, previously to Council President does not suffice for a letter of request to speak before the BFA committee. However, I have told you uh, repeatedly, I am open to that, uh, particularly when we get the response back to your letter that we have already sent uh, to the law department as well as the office of, chief, uh, office of the Chief Financial Officer. So I'm open to that, but I have to receive a formal written request asking to address the committee, which we have not received yet, or that I am not aware of, uh, we have received. Thank you, Madam President. All right, thank you, Member Durha. The next caller is phone number ending in 124. All right, did you say caller, what was the, the, the numbers? Uh, 124. 124? Good morning, caller 124. All right, if we can come right back to this caller. Okay, the next caller is Amara Hyman. 
Good morning, Council. Um, this morning, overassessed property taxpayers, beleaguered retirees and pensioners, transportation woes, residents without power for over five days, odious blight fees, residents with sewage backing up in their homes, tens of thousands of people being evicted or at risk for eviction. Legacy Detroiters are under siege with no sanctuary, it feels like. I often tell people that I feel like Legacy Detroiters are the Palestinians of the United States. What I'm really here for this morning is to find out the progress on the investigation of the city employee theft of the library funds and also to again remind council that our children are living in a city with no libraries in their schools and very few libraries in the city with very anemic services. I'm amazed at how well the library has been able to serve the city of Detroit with the financial um, burdens upon it, the $3.5 million that go each year to the De Downtown Development Authority and the one plus million dollars that the city of Detroit takes from the library with no accounting for what that $1.4 million is used for. So again, it's a moral issue. All right, thank you. The next caller is phone number ending in 534. Yes, good morning, may I be heard? Yes, good morning. Well, happy Black History Month, everyone. Uh, today I would like to honor my dear neighbor, Margaret Harris, who transitioned on February 24th of this year. She was a beautiful, compassionate person with a great sense of humor. She did a lot behind the scenes, especially she cared about children. She didn't care about getting the credit. She and I had a very special bond because we had significant losses. She would call me on holidays and wish me well. So she's now our beautiful ancestor fighting hard for all of us. Now, hey, the Detroit Youth Choir is great, but how about using that $100 million in the ARPA, ARPA demo bucket to reopen the schools and libraries for our children? Also, number uh, four, 18.2, we're spending public dollars on MBAs for the police, yet the police uh, you know, who are those people going to be? I say, hold this contract. I agree with Minister Blunt. If there's no body cam video, drop the case. 22.12, 22.3 are indemnification for the prosecutors who I believe were unethical in the case that I filed about my false arrest and abuse at the detention center. I got abused by a judge. The case finally got dropped on no case number four. And, you know, uh, uh, Mary Chef. All right, thank you, Ms. Warwick. The next caller is Brenda Hill. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And I'd like to uh, say how proud I am of the Detroit Youth Choir. It gives me hope, and it should give everybody hope. Those young people um, are the voice 
of this city. And I'm glad they are here at this time with so much bull going on. Uh, we can look to them and maybe have a, a brighter future. I also would like to talk about um, the fact that we need as many folks on the budget meetings, as many folks listening and watching where our money goes to. We are funding rich people with our tax dollars over and over again, and we're getting nothing uh, for it. Uh, we don't have our jobs. Uh, the mayor has said that um, the unemployment rate is at the lowest it's been, but our crime rate is up. Those are connected. More jobs means less crime. So something does not make sense here. And we're not getting a return on our investment. Also, uh, we need more, more libraries, not less libraries. If you control the mind, you control the people. There's no. Thank you, Ms. Hill. The next caller is organizing recalls. Good morning. This is Terry where I'm at with the Affordable Housing Homeless Task Force. We support item 8.3 income protection ordinance rental discrimination based on individual resources. 8.1 Detroit Brownfield Development Authority. We do not support it. It needs to it needs to go back to the drawing board and we need to develop our own brownfield authority. Uh, we want to uh, thank the youth choir. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Joanne Watson. Could you please come back on city council and take one of these um, uh, House Negroes uh, spot? We're going to get rid of uh, um, um, uh, Benson and Mr. Durhall, you You're next. And then this is a bad community uh, benefits agreement money for uh, uh, we want money for uh, Cast Tech football uh, field that that uh, bad community uh, a benefits agreement no to the brownfield. Uh, also, we want the police uh, contract rejected uh, unless there's body cams. Uh, throw that out. We know that there are crooked cops on there. And, and we want to improve the CBA and, 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 and CBA and the NAC needs to go back to the drawing board. And also, we want to thank uh, uh, Reverend Sheffield. I want to thank you. I mean, um, uh, Mary Sheffield, thank you for checking on me. I was in the cold for four days. DT never checked on anybody. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Angela Whitfield. Kelly. We love you. Thank you. The next caller is phone number ending in 200. Good morning. Good morning. City Council, I'd just like to address you all and to everyone listening to say thank you for giving me an opportunity. Um, I've never called or showed up to speak before. I feel compelled, um, not only for myself, but on the behalf of my community, some of whom are still in the dark, cold, afraid, haven't been checked on. I'll be as brief as possible. Change is ahead. Some things have to change. That wasn't like a question. 
and I'm hoping that we have some help, um, some advocates. Um, one of the things we like to see is who is representing us and who should we hold accountable because this is unacceptable. Um, my intention was to only address that, but I just want to express support for pretty much everyone who has concerns, especially for the retirees. This needs to be addressed. I just want to express support and to ask that we could please have more libraries and have some of our youth centers back, um, more advocacy for our children, and if we could have a platform um, where we could come together more often. Um, and that's pretty much what I'd like to ask of you um, going forward and just how to link in so that um, we can become more independent and proactive um, for events like this in the future. Thank you for calling in. And uh, the last person who raised their hand before you cut off public comment is Sheila Dorsey. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, my name is Sheila Dorsey. I'm a D.TEO out of Shoemaker. I'm a transportation equipment operator, and I'm also an advocate for the transportation in the city of Detroit. As I am a lifelong resident of Detroit, I grew up learning my city, riding the public transportation for almost every career I've held as a Detroit public school teacher, a Wayne County juvenile detention specialist, a learning specialist at Todd Phillips uh, Children's Home, Highland Park substitute teacher. During my career, I've had the occasion to have to ride the bus to get to each and every one of my jobs in the city of Detroit. And during my eight years at DDOT, the first three and a half years, I had to ride the bus to drive the bus. I would like to bring attention to how crucial and essential public transportation is in the city of Detroit. We need that service. So much is contingent upon good service from DDOT. I just simply appeal to the Detroit City Council to give more attention to the public transportation. It is crucial, it is essential. Many of us in the city of Detroit cannot maintain, sustain everyday, daily living needs without it. So if you all could, I thank you for the opportunity, but please give more attention to that. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, that will uh, conclude our general public comment. Again, thank you to those who called in and those who came down to be with us today in person. And we will now proceed to our agenda for this morning. Under uh, our standing committee reports for the Budget Finance and Audit Standing Committee from the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development, excuse me, Office of Budget. Councilmember Durhall, two resolutions, line items 15.1 and 15.2, noting that line item 15.1 was postponed from last week's formal session. All right, thank you, Councilmember Durhall. Thank you, Madam President. Line item 15.1 is a resolution of authorization for fiscal year 2022-2023 supplemental appropriations and transfers. Move for approval for line item 15.1. All right. Motion has been made. Is there any discussion? Hearing no discussion, motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? <clears throat> Hearing no objections, 
that motion or that resolution is approved. Request a waiver for line item 15.1, Madam President. And we can't do any because we have to have six, six votes. So no waivers can be requested at all today. Right, that's what I just explained, right. So colleagues, no waivers can be put on anything today because we don't have six uh, members present. We'll draw my waiver, Madam. All right, thank you, Member Durha. Member Durha, 15.2. Thank you, Madam President. Pardon me. Line item 15.2 is a resolution of authorization uh, accepting the administration's responses to the city council's request for recommendations for the proposed capital agenda 2023 through 2024 uh, to 2027 through 2028. Uh, again, we have been uh, given this uh, capital agenda. Uh, we'd like to move for discussion for line item 15.2. All right, discussion, Member Durha. Thank you, Madam President. And due to council members making requests, as well as having a number of questions to the administration, just wanted to get a, give an update for uh, the capital agenda. Uh, there are a number of responses that came from the OCFO, uh, and if members would know, then probably have received the email already from the Office of the Chief Financial Officer. Uh, there have been seven things and modifications uh, to the plan of, I'm sorry, the uh, capital um, uh, the capital agenda. So the first is that the OCFO will add the demolition department as well as the Detroit Public Library capital plans to the proposed capital agenda. Number two is that the OCFO will align capital projects shown in the department agency narrative with the spreadsheet submitted with the administration's response to city council. Uh, number three is that OCFO will include a summary chart of funding sources. Number four, OCFO will, in will include a description of funding sources in the proposed capital agenda. Uh, number five is that the OCFO will include in the executive summary an overview of the Joe Lewis Greenway project with district and funding information. Uh, number six is that the OCFO uh, will provide updates to the neighborhood framework plans under the planning and development department and possible amendments to the master plan. And number seven is that the OCFO Here's. has acknowledged that the queue line does not receive city funding, but will include a brief history of the queue line funding sources in the proposed capital agenda. So these are responses that have uh, come from the office of the chief financial officer, uh, Madam President, uh, due again to questions that council members have raised and put forward to the administration and wanted to provide that uh, before we move on this resolution, which is, which is just the acceptance of those uh, responses to questions, as well as concerns that were submitted by uh, this honorable body. Uh, and I don't know if there's any further discussion, Madam President, uh, but with that, I'd like to uh, motion for approval for line item 15.2. Right. Was there any other discussion on this line item? All right. Um, Mr. Corley, did you have anything additional regarding the capital agenda? I know you've been sending out documents over the last week. Anything additional? Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Member Dorhall. Uh, motion has been made for approval. Any objections? Hearing no objections, that resolution will be approved. From the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development and Grants. <clears throat> Councilmember Durhall, a resolution, line item 15.3. Councilmember Durhall. Thank you, Madam President. This is a resolution of authorization to request and accept an increase in appropriation for the property tax exemption software grant. Uh, move for approval for line item 15.3. Mr. Donwell here. 
motion has been made for approval. Any objections? Hearing no objections, the one resolution will be approved. From the City Planning Commission. Councilmember Durhall, a resolution, line item 15.4. Councilmember Durhall. Thank you, Madam President. Line item 15.4 is a resolution of authorization for the proposed capital agenda fiscal year 2023 through 24 through 2027 through 28 uh, has been recommended for approval by the CPC uh, with modifications on November 1st, the proposed capital agenda fiscal year 2023-24 through fiscal year 2027 through 28 was submitted to uh, the office of the chief financial officer slash budget department to the city clerk to be conveyed to the city council consistent with article eight, chapter two of the city charter. Uh, the city council legislative policy division and the city planning commission have been in review of this document since that time uh, the commission received uh, presentations at its december 1st 2022 and january 5th 2023 meetings on the proposed capital agenda and following additional discussion at the meetings of january 19 2023 took action uh, as is uh, noted in the documents that have been provided for line item 15.4. Uh, move for discussion, brief discussion for line item 15.4, Madam President. All right, discussion, Member Durhall. Thank you. And as I've already articulated, uh, those responses we received, mm -hmm. uh, changes were added to the capital agenda uh, from requests from members uh, that wanted to see particular items as well as concerns they had addressed. Uh, and they were addressed for the capital agenda. This line item is to vote on the actual capital agenda. Uh, and with that, if there's no further discussion, uh, discussion I move for approval for line item 15.4. All right, thank you, Member Durha. Uh, yes, President Pro Tem Tate. Thank you, Madam President, and um, good morning, colleagues. I, I did not end up getting this particular question uh, submitted, so I apologize if it has been addressed or um, don't want to hold up the committee, hold up the committee of the whole today, but just had a question uh, if we have someone on board who can talk about the responses that were provided and specifically uh, line, uh, excuse me, number 12, where it discussed uh, proposed capital agenda, illegal dumping cameras. Uh, so is there anyone, Madam President, through you uh, to the administration that can discuss the responses, just trying to get some information, a clarity on the cameras, the illegal dumping cameras. Uh, in the response, it indicated that uh, there was request for 200 and use, use the funding for 230 additional surveillance cameras over the next uh, five years for 40 live locations. So I have a few questions about that, if I may. Thank you, Pro Tem. Mr. Washington. Good morning, Madam Chair and Council. Um, we do have Director Brundage online. All right, if we can uh, move Mr. Brundage over, please. Yeah, the boys, we have to, you can't do anything if you leave. You want to take a break? Okay. Yes, it was in the bathroom. Can you hold it for one second? Yeah. Okay. Good morning, Director Brundage. Uh, good morning, Madam President. I, I apologize, I didn't hear the question. Okay. Good, uh, good morning, Mr. Brundage, Director Brundage. Uh, no question has been asked yet, but wanted to find out uh, in terms of responses that were uh, submitted to us, uh, 
look at uh, the number 12, the response for number 12, where we talk about illegal dumping cameras, uh, that the request would be for 230 additional surveillance cameras over the next five years for 40 live locations. Have you talked to us about the effectiveness of the cameras that we currently have? Uh, what are the outcomes and how many cameras do we currently have in our inventory for this purpose? Uh, through the chair, uh, I, I don't have the exact number of cameras that we currently uh, have deployed. I think DPD can uh, would be able to provide that information, but I, I can say that <coughs> Uh, the cameras that have been uh, that have been out there for the last several years have been extremely effective uh, in identifying illegal dumpers or illegal dumping that's occurred throughout the city. Um, uh, generally, I think you're aware of the fact that we don't advertise the exact locations where the cameras are uh, because you know we we found that when when that when they become aware of cameras, they're more likely to just dump at alternate locations. Uh, but I, I will say that I'm aware of well over. Uh, a hundred instances where uh, dumpers have been identified by the police department, uh, vehicles have been confiscated, uh, and folks have been held accountable uh, for their actions related to illegal dumping. Uh, so what we're looking for here is just, you know, having the funding available as you know, as repetitive uh, dump site locations uh, become identified. We want to have the mechanism in place uh, that would allow us to expand uh, the illegal dumping camera program throughout the city. Do the do the the surveillance cameras? Do they uh, do you rotate them once a location is determined to no longer be a dump uh, illegal dump site? Uh, through the chair, we do have the ability, uh, working in conjunction with DPD, to uh, to move cameras to different locations. It's a very uh, complicated process because we have to have the connection uh, through Comcast, and that all has to be hooked up. Uh, it's not just a matter of taking a camera down from one location and plopping it at a at a at a new location. Uh, but we have moved cameras from sites where uh, dumping has ceased uh, as a result of uh, folks being aware that uh, you know that they were being monitored, and we have moved them to different locations. But again, I'm sorry, I, I can't provide specific locations at this particular time. Okay, and it says that looking at. 230 additional surveillance cameras over the next five years for 40 live locations. Uh, so that averages about you know, six cameras or so per location. How does that work out? Uh, through the chair, we, we want to place the cameras uh, such that we can, can, that DPD can capture vehicle license plates irrespective of uh, which direction the vehicle may come and exit from. Uh, so, for example, if a camera uh, is located close to an intersection, a four-way intersection, uh, we want to make sure that we have enough cameras at the site uh, so that we can capture the vehicle license plates, irrespective of which direction that they come from. Okay. So, I, I would still like to have the information on how many cameras we currently have in inventory. Someone should be able, or that we're utilizing, someone should be able to provide that just basic information, especially seeing that we're uh, seeking an additional 230 cameras. Through, through the chair, I can certainly provide that information even before this session ends. That would be helpful for me, for sure. Uh, Madam President, if there's no um, uh, objection from you or the body, if we can uh, get back to this item at the end of the agenda to allow them to provide that information. Yep. Any uh, objection? 
All right. So um, we will bring this line. You have a question, Member Johnson? Okay. Uh, Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. I actually have an unrelated question um, or a request that I wanted to put in as it relates to the capital agenda. Uh, I, I'd like to ask for an update or a plan on how we are addressing the water infrastructure system. Um, so if someone can just please provide that to me as it relates to the capital agenda, uh, that would be appreciated. To the administration, is that something that you all can do um, when we bring this line item back as well, have someone on prepared to talk about uh, water infrastructure? Um, yes, Madam Chair, I can reach out. All right. Yes, Pro Tem. Thank you. And since we're coming back at the end of the agenda with the question, uh, as I've indicated, I'm laser focused on the community of Brightmore uh, during this term for sure. Uh, we have a framework that has, uh, we actually had our first official uh, meeting last night at Crowell. Um, folks are very much anticipating some new changes in the community. Um, and as we know, illegal dumping and blight has unfortunately been attached to the Brightmore name and community for far too long. Uh, my other question, since again, we're coming back at the end of the agenda, is how will these cameras, this request for 230 additional surveillance cameras, uh, tie into this framework plan uh, to help um, improve the conditions of Brightmore, which again, the neighborhood has been plagued by illegal dumping for decades upon decades. And I want to give a shout out to you and your team, uh, Director Brundage, for going out and uh, removing those items and working with the community, but uh, want to uh, see how, again, these 230 cameras being requested will play into the um, framework plan and um, moving forward um, in addressing the issue of blight and Ill illegal dumping in Brightmore. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, through the chair. Yes. Uh, 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 member, uh, I'm sorry, Pro Tem Tate. Uh, I will say that when we're identifying or, or, or deciding which locations uh, to place the surveillance cameras, we base that on those locations where we have the highest volume of repetitive dumping occurring. Uh, and as you indicated, unfortunately, a lot of dumping does occur in the Brightmore community. Uh, so we do have cameras currently in Brightmore, and I would anticipate uh, that unfortunately, as long as the dumping continues to occur, uh, that uh, that'll be an area where you know, we'll make certain that we have an adequate number of, uh, of surveillance cameras moving forward. All right, thank you. I, I would definitely prefer a little bit more in-depth answer when you guys come back uh, at the end of the agenda. Uh, a little bit more targeted, focused, because you, you're, of course, not the one shepherding the framework plan. Uh, so I don't want us to just kind of shoot from the hip. I want to see how the planning department and your department has collaborated uh, and thinking in advance on how these cameras will be utilized. So that would be helpful uh, when you all come back at the end of the agenda, please. Thank you. Thank you, Madam President. <clears throat> all right. Thank you, Pro Tem. And so is there a motion to postpone or I would move this line, uh, line item to the end of the agenda? So moved. All right. Hearing no objections, we will move uh, this line item to the end of the agenda. Line item 15.4. So no. All right. Thank you. And seeing that we um, only have five members here, uh, one of our colleagues does have to step away for a second. So we will recess to the call of the chair. Bye, Rick. About three minutes. Yeah, I didn't quite hear. We're going to recess to the call of the chair.
Does that sound good? Recess is fine. Yep. Recess to the call of the chair.